Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this almost Friday, Thursday. It is the last day of June, 2022. We did it. We kicked not only June right into Patukas, but we're halfway through this year of 2022. Your date, 6302022. Oh, man. We are rolling along, aren't we? It is a beautiful day in our neighborhood as we emanate and originate all the Race Day Las Vegas radio programs from the studios and over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM in Las Vegas, your gaming capital. Sun shining, sky blue, ground dry, a little breeze in the air. A little breeze is nice, just a little breeze, not a wind, just a little breeze. And at 10 minutes after 7 in the morning Pacific time here in Las Vegas, it is already 90 degrees. 90 degrees. Now, believe it or not, we're only going to top out 16 degrees warmer. By the end of the day, they say the high will be 106. So that's what we're dealing with here. Warm, warm, hot mornings. 106. Now, for those of you who are among the 300,000 or so that will partake in a 4th of July extended holiday weekend here in Las Vegas to enjoy all that we have to offer, uh, bring the sunblock because the weather is going to be just like this throughout the weekend through July 4th. It'll get up a couple of more degrees, 108, you know, through the weekend. And then by Monday, July 4th, it will be 100 degrees. And we are crossing our fingers that there's no big wind coming through here on uh, 4th of July night. So we can watch all of the spectacular fireworks that they are planning here in Las Vegas for the 4th of July Independence Day holiday celebration. And we will be here, the Race Day Las Vegas show at our usual weekday time of 7 a.m. Pacific on 4th of July Monday because it's a big uh, racing day. You know, big racing all over the country come uh, 4th of July. As a matter of fact, the entire weekend, starting with, uh, you know, uh, 
several stakes races tomorrow. The one, of course, the big one being the Dominion Day over there at Woodbine because they celebrate their kind of 4th of July celebration. Uh, their Dominion Day, which is uh, the first day of July, tomorrow. So they'll start with their Dominion Day stakes at grade 3. We'll have uh, Tommy Massis with us talk about that. And then we roll through all the big weekend stakes. Uh, Belmont Park. Churchill Downs having a big weekend. I mean, Churchill Downs will have 11 total stakes races. By the end of their meet, they're going to wrap it up on July 4th. Just got uh, some great racing all over the place. Really that simple. Uh, An abundance of stakes races all over the place, starting out uh, tomorrow with the Dominion Day, really, at Woodbine. Uh... And so uh, we want to just remind everybody out there of, of the big weekend coming up here. And, of course, it will always be fast, firm, and perfect in our race books for this big 4th of July weekend. They tell us, the prognosticators here, that uh, the price of gas or inflation at the moment really doesn't matter to folks who have been locked up for a couple of years with this COVID thing. They're coming. And they're going to enjoy themselves, and they're going to have a good time here in Vegas. And all we say is stay safe and be careful. But uh, we're expecting about uh, 250,000, 300,000 folks here over the weekend. So be patient if you're in race books. And, and by the way, if you're in the race books and they're looky-looing around, try to make them a racing fan, right? Okay. So we will have a 4th of July show here on Monday, 7 a.m. Pacific time. All right. Um Going to be packed here for the 4th of July weekend. So everybody stay patient out there on the highways and all the other stuff, standing in line at buffets, etc. We have a mandatory payout today at Gulfstream Park. Yeah, mandatory payout in their uh, pick six at Gulfstream Park. Their rainbow pick six jackpot, 131000 rounding it up to $154. 131154 is the pick six jackpot. And as was indicated on their very official website at Gulfstream Park, says there's a mandatory payoff today. So you got a little Mandy payoff going on in the pick six, no longer a jackpot provision. Now it's just a regular pick six with all that money. Best tickets will chop it up. So that's kind of neat to start out the weekend. A little, uh, little carrot dangling out there for race players. The jack, uh, jackpot provision off, mandatory payoff today at Gulfstream Park. And uh, in an effort to stay uh, with uh, current events and the uh, current outlook in society right now, the New York State Racing Regulators unanimously gave final approval yesterday to a change in the rules that previously made it mandatory for married jockeys to be coupled in races for purposes of wagering. The New York Governor, Kathy Hochul, Hochul, vetoed a measure to end what lawmakers called a sexist and outdated coupling rule that did not, for instance, apply to brothers who might be racing in the same race. Ortiz, 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 Ortiz. So therefore, uh, jockeys uh, Trevor McCarthy and Kathy Davis, who were married in December of 2020, and they were riding at that time at Aqueduct, 
uh, can now uh, race uh, uncoupled in races in New York. And, uh, you know, and they can make a bet amongst themselves who's going to cook dinner tonight. So there you have it. Uh, the uncoupled, uh, the coupled for the w- married people is gone in New York. I know you were waiting breathlessly for that, right? And uh, the uh, the big, uh, you know, situation with the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority Act. Uh, uh, they're going to go into their, um, they're going to start tomorrow, July 1st. Um, so there you have it. Some of the rules will be start uh, being uh, instituted and um, adjudicated on July 1st, which is Tamale. Okay? All right, today on the show, we got Jonathan Hardoon with us. Uh, we got Tommy Massis for uh, Woodbine. Uh, Dave Valento, Track Phantom, is going to feature uh, Canterbury Park again today. And, of course, we got Jerry Jackwich stepping aboard with uh, Belmont. We gave uh, John Lundo the day off to do a honeydew list there. Go get uh, all the goodies for his barbecue or whatever. Anyhow, uh, I do want to remind everybody uh, from what happened yesterday at Canterbury. First three races yesterday at Canterbury Park were all won by trainer, they call him Mac Robertson. McLean Robertson is his official name. Robinson won the first race with the favorite at 320, second race with the favorite at 340, and the third race, a winner that paid 680. He was responsible for an all-Robertson early pick three there at Canterbury Park. And uh, those race players really know what they're doing there. The highest-priced winner all day was $16.60, a quarter-horse race in the seventh race there. As far as the thoroughbred races, the highest-priced winner there was $15 yesterday at Canterbury. So those folks, those folks know what they're doing. Tyler Gaffleone had a big day yesterday at Churchill Downs. He won four races overall, and he was responsible for a Gaffleone pick three, winning the fifth, sixth, and seventh races in a row. And the longest shot on the board got there in the final race at Churchill Downs to make all their payoffs happen. the winner of the eighth and final race of Churchill. I want to mention, by the way, if you get Jonathan Hardoon's selections, his sheets, that was his second pick. His second pick on his sheet, 48-20. Way to go, Jonathan. All righty. We got to get started because we got stuff to do, so uh, we will start our first uh, commercial break. And come back with you and do a little bit more on horse racing. We got your racing menu. And we have all our handicappers waiting as well. So on this almost Friday, Thursday, as we ramp it up to a big 4th of July weekend, with all the fireworks, celebrations, etc., we're going to be right back. So don't go away.
STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Horse players, in 2020, Canterbury Park introduced a 10% takeout, traditional 50-cent pick five. That's the lowest takeout on the planet. This season, in addition to that low takeout pick five, Canterbury offers a 10% takeout pick four, beginning with the first race each day. Again, the lowest takeout in horse racing. Canterbury Park, we race Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 5 p.m. Central and Sunday at 1. CanterburyPark.com, home of the 10% takeout. Horse racing fans, major Southern California thoroughbred racing continues at Los Alamitos Racecourse with the L.A. County Fair Meet with exciting daytime racing through July 10th. First post is 2 p.m. Pacific. The holiday weekend schedule includes racing through the 4th of July on Monday. The 4th of July card will feature the running of the Grade 2 Great Lady M Stakes, Champions Damien and Finest City, and the outstanding Marley Freedom are some of the recent winners of this outstanding race. Another talented group will face off in the Great Lady M and horse players. The 4th of July program will also feature our popular Live Money on Track Handicapping Contest. The entry fee is $500 and includes a $400 live money wagering card. You could win a berth to the 2023 National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. The contest format is available at LosAlamitos.com. Plus, our day and night weekend doubleheaders continue as our nighttime action follows the daytime cards. Watch all the action on TVG or at your favorite satellite facility or EDW provider. The L.A. County Fair meet at Los Alamitos Racecourse. Great daytime racing continues. And remember, a holiday racing program on Monday, 4th of July. For more, visit LosAlamitos.com. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from DRF.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the Race Day Las Vegas show. Oh my, I feel like a air traffic controller on the holiday weekend over at Reed uh, Airport, our international airport here. I got the, uh, I got the handicappers uh, stacked up, Jonathan Ardoon, Tommy Masses, and uh, Dave Valento. So without any further ado, let's just start our menu of... Racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers and racetracks around the country. Remember, the first post times uh, each and every day that we broadcast on this show for the menu, the first post times are that of the Pacific Time Zone because we are in the Pacific Time Zone. We are Race Day Las Vegas. We come to you from this gaming capital, and these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks today. 
We are in the Pacific time zone, so that's why we do it this way. We are Race Day Las Vegas. However, you know, besides uh, broadcasting here at our anchor station at Sports Talk 1400 AM, we have all of these other platforms that bring us to you no matter where you are in every corner of this world through this technology. Like all of our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. Your devices, where you can get your apps, your phone apps, uh, your KSHP radio station app that you can stick on your device so you can hear us now on your iPhones and your Androids. And wherever you get your podcasting, we are there as well because we got a great staff of people. Well, one guy, Jack's doing a good job for us. Okay? First post time specific. Adjust to it. If you're not in it, I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. And now we have the menu. Ready? Alrighty. By the way, do want to remind everybody that although there is a mandatory payoff today in the pick six at Gulfstream Park, taking off the jackpot, there's also a pick six uh, carryover at Belmont. So here's your menu. We begin with Tampa Bay Downs. Tampa Bay, yeah, they're back. Tampa Bay has eight races today, and their first post time is at 9.25. 9.25 at Tampa Bay today. How about that? All right. And then we have Delaware Park. Delaware Park has eight races as well. Their first post time is 9.30 at Delaware Park. Gulfstream Park checked it with the official website. There is a mandatory payoff today in their pick six. No longer... At least for today, the jackpot provision is off. So the pick six carryover, $131,154, mandatory. And since they only have eight races today, the pick six mandatory will start in the third race. The first race post time is 9.30, 9.30 today at Gulfstream Park. Presque Isle Downs is next. They've got eight races at Presque Isle. And their first post time at Presque Isle Downs today is at 10.30. 10.30 at Presque Isle Downs today. Horseshoe, Indianapolis. They've got 12 races today. The last four, the ninth through the 12th races, are 400-yard trials for three-year-olds. The first eight are thoroughbreds. That'll make up the 12 races today at Horseshoe, Indianapolis. And our first post time there is at 11.10. 11.10 at Horseshoe, Indianapolis today. They're, they have a super high five carryover there of 3,593 bucks. First post time, 11.10. And then we get to Belmont Park. They got a twilight post time today back east. It is five minutes after high noon here. 12.05 will be the first post time at Belmont Park. And again, they have a pick six carryover left over from Sunday of $83,540, $83,540. It's a $1 base bet. It is a traditional pick six, no jackpot. Pick six, $83,540 carryover today at Belmont in the first post time for nine races at 12.05 Pacific time. Churchill Downs, Louisville, Kentucky. They got a twilight post time as well. Their first post time is 2 p.m. Pacific time. That means it'll be 5 o'clock there when they get off their first race at Churchill. Uh, eight races today, and they have a pick six jackpot carryover. $124,163 first post Churchill, 2 p.m. Pacific. Woodbine is next. Tommy is standing by. Woodbine. 
has eight races today. Their first post time is 2.05. 2.05 today at Woodbine. They got a pick six jackpot carryover of $15,668 and a super high five jackpot carryover of $8,101. And their first post time, again, at Woodbine for eight races is set at 2.05 Pacific. Penn National is next. We call it Penn Nat. They've got eight races. Their first post time is 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Penn National today. Uh, they got a small carryover in the Super High Five jackpot, just 550 bucks. Three o'clock, first post time at Penn National. Canterbury Park. Dave is standing by, going to give us the lowdown on Canterbury Park with those really neat 10% takeouts in their exotics of pick fours and pick fives. Today, Canterbury Park has 10 races. Final three races will be quarter horse races. The first seven will be thoroughbreds, and the first post time at Canterbury Park today is 3:10. 3:10 first post at Canterbury. Evangeline Downs is next. They have eight races. Their first post time is 3:30. Charlestown will wrap up the menu for today. Their pick six jackpot carryover. It's seventy-one thousand five hundred twenty-nine dollars, and a first post time of 4 p.m. for eight races today at Charlestown. And that is your almost Friday, Thursday race day menu. And it's going to get a lot thicker and a lot more races as the weekend progresses. That's for sure. All righty. We're going to go to, to uh, Dave Valento first. I do believe. Is this Dave? It is. Mark. Oh, good. I picked the right uh, extension. Picked the right door. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave, uh this this trainer there at uh, Canterbury, uh, Mr. Uh, Robertson, is doing a good job, huh, buddy? Yeah, he he's. I think the I think he's won the training title fourteen times, and <laughs> and even even before that, his father, who trains in Chicago, Hugh Robertson, um, had had a stable in Canterbury, and Mac was the assistant trainer, and the horses ran under Hugh's name, but Mac was really the trainer and i think uh they won a couple titles in that scenario as well so basically every year with the exception of a couple of years that robertino diodoro won it's been mac robertson but he's getting the challenges here from uh joel burnt who's right up there with him in the in the title well mr burnt better get on the uh old stick because uh robertson uh, uh was responsible for the early pick three yesterday first three in a row yeah, he was. Yeah, he's he's you know, it's it's interesting, too, because in, in years past, he hasn't been as dominant early in the meet as he has this year. He's usually comes in with a lot of uh, Illinois shippers that come in at the end of the end of the meet. And he, he, t he ends up winning a high percentage at the end. So who knows where he's going to go the rest of this meet. But he, he definitely dominates now. Uh... As far as uh, the racing is concerned, there yeah, uh, with uh, with Robertson, he doesn't have like a uh, doesn't look like he has a stable rider because all three races were won by different jockeys. Yeah, he it's it's very interesting. He, he I'd love to to pick his brain and understand how he goes about deciding which riders to put up because he'll put up some apprentice riders with you know lower percentage riders that they must be riders that work out for him and he gives them a shot to ride uh some horses and then he you know he does go to a variety of different riders so uh you can't really base his live runners on where the the, the jockeys land because he does use quite a few 
Well, okay. Uh, and again, uh, Canterbury, uh, their last races of the day are usually quarter horse races, at least uh, on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And that is the case today. The last three races will be quarter horses. And um, the first uh, seven will be uh, thoroughbreds. Anything that you uh, picked up yesterday as far as uh, biases uh, that the uh, handicapping fans might want to take a look at from yesterday? You know, I, I, I didn't notice anything specifically. I mean, Canterbury is is like a lot of tracks. I mean, very, very speed favoring on the main track. It's been f- fair on the turf, although... It's been warm there, and in re- in the last I don't know week or so, it's been a little bit uh, uh, front heavy there as well. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I think I think you can play the turf in in a fair fashion. So if you like a closer, you you can play a, a closer on the turf, and that's usually where where I look is to see which horse might, especially if I feel like the pace will be quick. You mm-hmm. know, which horse has a better chance to uh, make some ground late because that's where that's where the odds have been this year. Well, today's first race is a maiden race for two-year-olds at four and a half furlongs, so they got their uh, two-year-old races underway. And I would imagine that uh, putting that race in the first allows the betting public to see uh, who what horses might be hot from the uh, the barn. Yeah, I really like a horse in that first race a lot. I mean, it's it's you know that's a nice thing if you if you do follow a track like Canterbury, what I consider kind of a mid mid-range track. Uh-huh. You you can really identify, you know, you, uh, breeding that's a little bit obscure. Trainers that that do well in certain situations, and in that first race, I'll actually give you give you a play here in that in that race. Number four, it's Bob's business uh, is my best bet of the day. And that's uh, for, these are all first time starters, but this one is four to one. Number four, it's Bob's business mm-hmm. again. You got Joel Burnt and Lothenbach Stables homebred, and they Lothenbach I think is the top owner and. And Joel Burnt is right there with Mac at the at the leading trainer. Now this one is is by the sire Bolt Dioro, who we all know. Oh yeah. And Bolt Dioro started this year uh, as you know as a new sire. Six of his first twelve two year uh, I'm sorry six of his twelve first time starters won. So, and uh, the female line includes a, a Grade One winner, a Sprint winner, Swagger Jack, who won the 2013 uh, Grade One Carter. So I think there's precocity here and but the other thing to, to note is the last six times joel burnt started a two-year-old at canterbury at four and a half furlongs which is his, what this is mm-hmm. he won four of them and was second in the other two wow so i think that horse is is going to be pretty live here i like the, the five fisherman oscar a little bit too as a sleeper in that spot as well but uh four is i'm gonna i'm gonna Definitely uh, make some big plays around that horse today. All right, first race, 310 Pacific time. It is a maiden race uh, for two-year-olds at four and a half furlongs, and you like number four, It's Bob's Business, and I would imagine that will be your first pick for us on the show today. Give you a second one here uh, as well. We'll go to race number three, which is a very nice uh, $31,000 allowance race at six furlongs in the dirt. Uh, I I think, you know, they're they're going to bet um, – in this race, uh, who is the favorite here? The I think it's the outside horse, Bayou, Bayou Benny. Yeah, Bayou yeah. Benny. Yep. Very nice Minnesota bred who just ran second to a horse who came back to win. But I think that the two, Doctor Oscar, who was six to one, mm. is is got a lot of lot a lot of talent. This horse uh, went after it won last year. It won its its debut. It beat beat a, who's the best Minnesota bred on the grounds. Love the nest. Who hasn't run at Canterbury this year, but. This is a this is a legitimate stakes runner, 
And uh, he's going to, wherever he shows up at Canterbury, he's going to dominate. This horse actually was the only one to beat that horse, beat him in the debut, and then went to, to Prairie Meadows. And if you see that race at Prairie Meadows, mm-hmm. he was really traveling well from the inside, and he checked terribly on the turn, lost a bunch of ground, thought he was going to drop back to last, and he kicked on gamely there. Um, was without Lasix in the Northern Lights, and then came back and just dominated a, a allowance race last time out. I think this horse is going to move way, way up here in this spot. So we're going to go number two, Dr. Oscar, at 6-1 to one there. All right, third race, number two, Dr. Oscar. So Dave gave us two pieces of the early pick three, the first race, the four, and the third race, the two. And if you have anything else, speak now or not. No, I'll let, I'll let the let them go ahead and get the sheet, and I just want to make a comment, too. I want to uh, thank uh, the listeners that did uh, jump in and, yeah. and make a donation to the Ruben Fuentes um, GoFundMe page, and they had a goal of 10000 to raise, and they're already up to 15000 I know some of the listeners did, uh, did make a contribution, and, and I really appreciate that. Uh, and I know the riders do too. You know, we we throw a lot of money around in, in this game, and it's not it's never a bad idea to to give some back when you can. So I do want to say I appreciate that. And that offer still stands. Anybody makes a donation, give them the rest of the weekend for free. And uh, they go to your uh, website to uh, start that process, right? Yep. Go to trackphantom.com, Click on the analysis tab, and you'll see which tracks are coming up for the weekend. And at the very bottom of that that page, you'll see a little call out on that. Um, on that situation and the GoFundMe page, actually, and you just click on that, make a, a donation, and then just email me, and I'll I'll send you the, the reports for free. All right, got it. Thanks a lot, uh, Dave. Uh, you know, uh, racing uh, race fans are very uh, very charitable people. I know that uh, a lot of other parts of society think that we're uh, <laughs> you know something else, but we are charitable people, and certainly uh, we want we want to thank you for uh, making those offers to them as well. We will talk to you next week. You got it. You got it. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave. All right. Good luck. Thanks. All righty. Now we're going to go to Tommy Massis standing by there at Woodbine. Tommy, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. <laughs> well, uh, you're, they drew uh, for the Grade 3 Dominion Day that's coming up on the uh, 1st of July, which happens to be tomorrow. And uh, a nice, uh, nice uh, bulky, well, a nice field, a good size field of nine going in that. And, of course, it wouldn't be a stakes race at Woodbine without Mark Cassie or Kevin Attard in it. That's for sure. And they are uh, represented in that race. Cassie has uh, three in the race that drew nine. Yeah, Mark Cassie's going to be well represented this weekend for sure with these stake races. Mm-hmm. But there's an interesting horse in there, uh, Artie Storm, I think, uh, a win tomorrow stamps him as our basically most likely Canadian champion horse. He's won three in a row, including two last year, and really stepped it up with a great two this year. And just going to be interesting to watch Artie Storm if he can carry the momentum tomorrow. Uh, what What's up today at uh, Woodbine? Uh, a nice uh, eight-race card. Looks like uh, quite a few races. Got full fields, and you're, uh, of course, utilizing the turf course up there. How's the weather? Weather's beautiful. It looks like it's... Going to be a perfect, clear, warm day, not too hot. I'm headed out to the track, that's for sure. All right. Well, let's uh, let's see if we can find some winners for the folks, huh? All right. Uh, By the way, I, wanna, I do want to give you credit. You gave us a winner uh, last weekend uh, be, before you left, and I just wanted to make sure everybody kind of knew that. So thanks a lot for that. And we're going to par- we're going to parlay that to something today. 
ten. The other one there ran into nine horses. I know. Just missed second. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Traffic trouble, yes. Okay. Yes. I will start with Ernie's Clocker Report. Mm -hmm. uh, race three, number two, My Girl Hooter for Beverly Chubb. Uh, this filly has already won with a little trouble at the start. Gets to drop slightly and should show speed. That's the first one for Ernie. All right, third race, number two. Uh, race eight, number seven, Halo Style for Patrick Dixon. Worked in 46 and three on the training track. This filly had trouble last start. Should be a big price on the drop. All right, the eighth race, number seven, Halo Style at a nice, fat 12 to one to wrap up the day in the eighth race. Ernie's plays, third race two, eighth race seven. And now we're going to get Tommy. Race four, number 11, Point to the Stars. This horse has uh, had three tough races in a row, you know, kind of fought hard. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping he gets loose on the lead today. So number 11, Point to the Stars in race four. All right. And we hope uh, the Stars line up for the pick in the fourth race, the 11 Point to the Stars. And race seven, uh, number five, Summer Harry, uh, the chart line says pick up at the break. And we broke good, and the jock just brought him to the back, made a wide run, you know, kind of hung a little in the stretch. But looking at the workout pattern, before that race, this horse has worked five furlongs, five furlongs, five furlongs, five furlongs, six furlongs, which says to me they're, you know, even though it's a maiden 10, they're looking at a long race. So it's had one seven furlong race. Now it's stretching out. And Summer Harry should get the job done in that race. Hopefully we'll get some kind of price on him. I doubt it, but let's hope so. All right. S. Juan Flores riding in the seventh race, number five, Summer Harry. Uh, hopefully giving us some uh, summer uh, cash there in the seventh race, the five. So, again, repeating third race, number two for Ernie, fourth race, number 11 for Tommy, seventh race, number five for Tommy, and eighth race, number seven, for Ernie, and they can get the rest of that stuff at the website, right? Yes, uh, woodbine.com. You can reach out to me at Twitter, Tommy Hammer. Mm -hmm. And uh, as to yesterday's conversation quickly with you and John, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that jockey has learned his lesson. <laughs> if he opens up another account, it won't be under his name. <laughs> you know, somebody, uh, when I was talking to somebody yesterday, and he gave me this Wall Street uh, stock market answer like he said well the guy is riding to win races but he's uh, doing like a saver bet on another horse other horses that may uh that may beat him so he's trying to make money either way like a saver bet and i'm going that ain't gonna work <laughs> i'm sorry that's not gonna work yeah. that's uh, yeah, stop it and, and that's the pete rose you know when if Pete Rose, if I was the bookie and Pete Rose was only betting his team with me, I would surely know what to do when he didn't bet on his team. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people don't think like us players, that's for sure. Tommy, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, for sure. I wouldn't miss it. You know that, Will. You got him. Good luck, man. everyone. Thanks a lot. Okay. We're going to now go to Jonathan Hardoon, who started this mess with that conversation yesterday. <laughs> Good morning. 
it was good conversation. Don't you, you know, like the, the couple the, of nice positive emails, and that's good. Right, the stock market, like the stock market, guys buy a stock short, hoping that uh, you uh-huh. know. So, but that don't, yeah, that like don't if work. If you're in the World Series, if you're in the World Series, where you'll win like hundred thousand dollars if you're a player, and you get to the seventh game, mm-hmm. are you supposed to bet the other team to save <laughs> your bet? I don't think so. No. <laughs> exactly, I don't think so either. Right. And by the way, I was wrong. I thought he was an apprentice, but we have sharp listeners. Somebody sent me an email saying, nope, he's not a, an apprentice. So, But he is a young kid, so I don't know. <clears throat> what could I tell you? Anyhow, we got uh, a couple of really kind of neat races this weekend. One of them is uh, the Johnny Nurad, uh, grade two. Of course, he was the trainer. A, yeah. He was the f- trainer. Yeah. I, I remember he's famous trainer, Dr. Faker. Yeah, and it's another whopping five-horse field. However, it, it pits life is good against yeah. Speaker's Corner. So, you know, that's going to be a pretty good race to watch. I don't know if you're making any money in it. Yeah, and, but, uh, again, they have a problem Saturday because even the Dwyer Stakes, another grade three on the card, drew six horses. Yeah, so, yeah. again, that's the problem. Let me ask you this real quickly, though. They drew for the race. And, you know, this is going to be uh, probably a race that uh, is going to be pretty hot on the front end. Life is Good drew the rail, Flavian Pratt for Todd Pletcher, and Speaker's Corner drew the five out of the five. So they got inside, outside with Ortiz, Jose Ortiz, and Bill Mott. You think uh, Ortiz is going to try to just sit right off of Life is Good and put pressure on him from the go, or you think he's going to try to grab the track from him? No, he has to take advantage of that post. And, right. you know, when you're drawn outside, I mean, you could do whatever you want. You get first run, you could sit, you could, yeah. you know, whatever you want. That's a much better post. You'd much rather have the five post than the rail, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, let's see if uh, Flightline didn't break Speaker's Corner's heart last time out, which he may have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but life was good as coming back off of a long layoff last time out. He wanted no part of the mile and a quarter in Dubai. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting race. But, again, I don't know if you can possibly be betting it. that there's, There will be no value, and they're, they're probably going to run one, too. Right, and you, you, you don't know about that Dubai bounce. And then the other uh, race, obviously, the big one, $750,000 Stephen Foster at Churchill Downs on a weekend just chock full of stakes races on their closing weekend at Churchill. Uh, features uh, Olympiad. We know where he's going to be when the gate opens. And uh, Mandaluna that comes back in a competitive field of seven. Yeah, for Brad Cox, uh, that's going to be a great race. Uh, you're right. There were certainly good races over the weekend. And uh, the reason that Gulfstream is having their mandatory payout today and not waiting for Saturday when they had the summit, summit of speed is, uh, like you told me off the RF, you were right. It's uh, the end of their fiscal year. That's why Tampa Bay actually runs two days. They run today and tomorrow uh, for some reason. Uh, you know, they, to maintain their dates, they have to oh, run a I certain see. amount of time. Okay, I thought so. They were... They're running two race. They're running two race days uh, today and tomorrow, I believe. Now, Cox, of course, has Mandaloon, but he also has Keto River in there, who is a horse who likes to go uh, primarily on the front end as well. You think you put him in there to kind of soften up uh, the field? Probably, he's he's a sharp guy, Cox. You never question what he does, and uh, also probably knew it was going to be a short field, so. Uh, 
you know, he's going to have to get uh, some speed in there. So that's that's probably why he did that. And talking about the summit of speed and the summit of speed, of course, uh, this weekend at uh, Gulfstream, uh, the, uh, the the big race, I guess, will be on Saturday, the Princess Rooney Invitational Grade 2. And that one's going to feature uh, CC uh, in that one. So uh, this ought to be a real good race, too. Only six, though, like you said, a short field. But CC's like four to five on the morning line. Yeah, CC's going to be two to five. I don't know what kind of great betting race that's going to turn out to be. Probably another good race to watch, you know. Yeah, I guess so. That's the problem. We're just watching, uh, we're kind of watching the the best horses in their division right now just go for an afternoon um, workout and they get paid big bucks in, in graded stakes races right now. That's for sure. All right. Well, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. You had a, that nice winner, the, uh, the second pick at uh, Churchill yesterday, a $40 and something winner. And you've got a full sheet at Churchill today and a full sheet at Belmont today. So where are we going with something? We're going to go to uh, Belmont Park, race number seven. And uh, this is an interesting race. The morning line favorite, number seven, price discipline. Chad Brownhorse ran once and ran well. But uh, he's three to five on the morning line. Uh-huh. I like number five, Montebello. Uh, this is a three-year-old Colt who uh, was transferred to the East Coast last time out to train a John Terranova, previously trained by Bob Baffert. Mm-hmm. Received Lasix last time for the first time, and he ran a huge figure. Um, you know, second time Lasix today. I like number five, Montebello, nine to two on the morning line to upset and win today's seventh race. Okay, in the seventh race, the five Montebello, uh, John Velasquez aboard. Uh, the five in the seventh race is your selection. Uh, Jonathan, uh, you know, you're talking about Bob Baffert. He's going to be back in the swing of things uh, on the weekend. What do you think is going to happen when his first horse uh, hits the post parade? Do you think the crowd's <laughs> going to go crazy or what? Well, in California, they seem to love the guy for the most part. And uh, he'll probably get an ovation. Uh, I guess it's going to certainly hurt the business of Sean McCarthy and um, Timmy Alpine, who took over the horses while he was gone i guess they're going to return him now and uh, all of a sudden they don't have as many horses running as they did yeah and you know i guess uh, papa padromo is going to uh, uh, kind of get in the same uh, position those guys are if uh, baltus is allowed to come back but baltus uh, you know his um his uh, infractions may be a little bit more serious than uh, perceived by uh, the uh, the officials uh, than um, bob Baffert. When you catch a guy on tape 23 times doing something, uh, you know, and they gave people 45 days for one uh, of those complaints in the past, mm-hmm. do the math. He's not coming back anytime soon, if he comes back at all in Southern California. They've been very strict, Ralph. They, you know, they went after Hollendorfer. They went after Peter Miller. I don't care. He could call it a retirement or whatever, burnt out from the game, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. But, uh, you know... I, I don't know. They're trying that, to keep a clean house. They're trying to keep a clean house, and uh, good for them. Yeah, I will agree that uh, the the end result is they're trying to do what's best and, and keep the integrity and the trust in the game, that's for sure. But how they um, adjudicate the penalties seems to be a little erratic, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. The whole Listen, why is Naira giving Baffert a full-year suspension you know, he never was caught with a positive in New York. Their, their, their penalty for, for him in New York is ridiculous. It seems like a vendetta. You know, why not honor uh, the, the penalty that 
Santa Anita gave him. He served his 90 days or whatever it is. That's it. Move on. He didn't do anything wrong in New York. Well, I got news for you, pal. When uh, the uh, the bell strikes uh, midnight tonight, and they, we flip the page to July 1st, that's when the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority takes its place and uh, at the head of the limited new national regulatory scheme. And if you think you got problems now, <laughs> wait, just wait. You know what's happening, Ralph. And this really could be the start of the end of Texas uh, horse racing because uh, they make majority of their money from simulcast signal. And if they're not going to be able to do it, well, then they're going to yeah, be in serious trouble. That's the first thing they got to correct, that simulcast yeah. signal deal. That's that's ridiculous. All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Jonathan. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, thanks, Ralphie. Stay safe. Be well. All right. And uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to wrap it up with Jerry J. He's here. Yeah. Don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, want to remind you, we will have a special 4th of July holiday Independence Day Monday Race Day Las Vegas show at our usual weekday start time at 7 a.m. Pacific with all the guys. Big racing over the weekend. We got 29 graded stakes races, 29 big races over the weekend throughout uh, Belmont, Churchill, Delaware Park, Gulfstream Park, uh, and we've got uh, Laurels even in there and Woodbine, Los Alamitos, and, of course, uh, 11 of those big stakes races, a big weekend as they close out uh, Churchill Downs. So that's for sure. We'll be covering them as well. It starts out with the uh, Dominion Day tomorrow at Woodbine. And, of course, today, c- carryovers, uh, mandatory payoff in the pick six uh, at Gulfstream Park, 131154 there. Churchill Downs jackpot pick six carryover, 124163 And Belmont has a regular carryover, not a jackpot, just a regular carryover from Sunday of $83,540. So we're starting out the weekend in good shape. And good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Ralph, and everybody out there. Good stuff, huh? So, um, so we have a new regime on July 1, eh? Is that what you're saying? 
We have the federal government that stuck their beak under the tent of regular, uh, state regulations that's now going to handle it nationally, and you know what happens now. Well, you know, we have sort of a patchwork. Yeah, I'd like to be optimistic, you know. It's sort of my nature to want to be optimistic. Okay, okay, you want to be optimistic. Well, we'll give you a shot. We'll give, that's okay. We're we're not gonna. We're just going by past performances with the government. But right. we'll give we'll give them a shot. Maybe they'll be uh, you know maybe they'll, they'll surprise us this time. Look right. Maybe they'll surprise. Look what's happened here with with the Baffert thing, where um, yeah, Santini gave them ninety days, and New York gave them how many? Five years? Ten? Was it one year? Two years? Full how year. Many years? One full year complete. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the nature of a patchwork um, state-by-state system for a what is a interstate uh, business. It's a business that runs across states around around the country. I mean, mm-hmm. horses ship from Santa Anita to Florida to New York to Churchill Downs to yeah. Arkansas. And I'm, it just seems to me that it should be viewed mm-hmm. in some way. I've always thought this for... 50 years that I've been playing horses, I've always thought it should be viewed in some way by a body that views them, you know, they all should be connected in some way. And, um, all right, so now the federal government's going to take a shot at it. Not that I have very much faith in them. I'll give them them a chance. So, in other words, universal adjudication of of the rules when they're broken instead of uh, just opinions uh, from individual jurisdictions. Well, I've been... You know, I've been against opinions for a long time. I was, I've, I've been in the camp of foul as a foul. Yeah, me too. And um, you know, it, you know, it, and that the testing should be the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if someone comes up with a better test, uh, they should be shared amongst all of the uh, jurisdictions. Yep. And uh, you know, that's sort of my 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 utopian take on it, as if you would. But what do I know? Utopian take is a very good description <laughs> of that. We will uh, keep our fingers and everything or, else we, we can cross, including or inclu- idiotic, yeah, is. including <laughs> our eyes, to make sure to see if maybe this will be uh, okay. All right, time to get started. We got Belmont Park's uh, power pages right now at uh, Station Casino Racebooks, and of course uh, you'll kick in with Los Alamillos as well as Belmont tomorrow. Uh, yes. Belmont has a carryover in their pick six. That's a little uh, dangling carrot. So what are you going to do for us today? Okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. Let's go over to the uh, sixth race for our first play. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to do it backwards. My first play is, and my best play is in the sixth race, but I'm going to do the ninth race now because I have that opened up, if you don't mind. Go. Number eight, mostly harmless. A beautiful little filly. Not not the greatest horse in the world, but runs every time on the turf mm-hmm. very well. Runs her best numbers every single time. Okay. And uh, never runs a bad race on the turf. And I think she's catching a really, really weak group going seven furlongs. Mm-hmm. I feel she can get the, the seven furlongs. And I happen to like the switch from Ari Mena to Javi Castellano on the turf. Javi's a terrific turf rider. All right. so, that's going to be my play, but it's mostly a win place. I'm going to give you some exotics to turn, but I really like this as a win place type bet. Okay. Uh, the exotics I'll consider using are the 4, 9, 11, 13, and 14. All right. So uh, here we go. Ninth and final, the 8 over a widespread, 4, 9, 11, 13, and 14, and anything else. The $2 ROI, the main bet is the 8 in the ninth. We got a quick uh, sixth race selection, and it is. 
Jake Rocks with Jose with Joel Rosario up, and a lot of this is about the turn back, and a lot of this is about Joel getting on the horse. This horse has a lot of early speed, needs to be you know properly uh, given to this horse, and we're go dropping down in class. And this is sort of like the money time. I'll take three to one on the ten. I love him in the right. sixth race. I'll take the ten over the one five seven eight. Do reverses, smaller reverses. I really like the wind side of this bet a lot. All right, sixth race, uh, Belmont. The uh, tens, the key. The linkups are one, five, seven, eight, and reverse. Two dollar ROI, uh, two to win on the ten in the sixth, which happens to fee be his feature play on the power pages. You can get the entire power pages for today at Belmont with a carryover in the pick six at uh, the Station Casinos. That's for sure. We are just ramping it up for the big 4th of July weekend. And it's a beautiful day in our neighborhood. Go out and enjoy and get ready for the weekend. In the meantime, stay safe. Go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great rich day, everybody. <laughs>